in this place I have to check your Holy Ghost hallelujah if you don't feel the presence of God in this place God glory to God have your way in this place God hallelujah glory to God welcome to Elevate Church this morning tell your neighbor welcome you know, the text says, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. You know what that speaks to me is that we shouldn't come alone. Us is plural. Speaks of more than one. Hey, Mimi. Hallelujah. That's the real worshipers. They just interrupt service. They just walk. That's, 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 that's the real worshiper there. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. Hey, pretty girl. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I don't know, y'all. I just feel God's glory in the house. Hallelujah. We bless your name, Father. Amen. Let's get to the word of God on this morning. If you're here for the first, second, or even reoccurring time, you've been with us for some time now, it's time for us to stop courting and dating. It's time for you to make a decision. Amen. Let's stop shacking up. Amen. Let's go ahead and get married. If you, the Holy Spirit been drawing you here time and time again. Maybe the Lord is telling you it's time to put a ring on it. Come on, Beyonce. Hallelujah. Praise God. Tell your neighbor it's time to put a ring on it. Hallelujah. Don't, don't buy into what grandma say. Why well, buy the cow? You can get the milk for free. Amen. Uh-huh. Go ahead and just go ahead and buy it. Amen. Hallelujah. Not today. <laughs> Praise God. Sweet Jesus. <laughs> Glory to God. Okay. Amen. So it's time for you to make a decision. Take your neighbor's time to make a decision. Let's jump into the word of God on this morning. Thank you for being here. For those who are online this morning, continue to like, share, and follow. If you would, give me some connectivity in the back. Thank you, sir. Uh, We bless God this morning for all that he's doing. Praise God. And all that he's going to do through the word of God on this morning. Uh, Amen. Is that rain out there or is that just air? Amen. Smile. Say, hurry up, preacher. Praise God. That's rain, the sound of rain. Is that the R-A-I-N or is that the R-E-I-G-N? Which, which is it for you this morning? Is God raining in your life? Or are you caught up with the rain that's happening in your life? Because if God is raining in your life, then the rain in your life has no effect. Yeah. I had four people catch that this morning. Because if God is raining, then no matter what storm you're in the midst of, God is still in control. He's sovereign. He's powerful. He's mighty. He is well able to take you through the storm, even in the midst. Hallelujah. It's a time like this. You should be dancing in the rain. But some of you got your umbrellas up and you're missing out on the raining down of God's glory. Because you don't want to get wet. Because you just paid all that money for that new Indian hat. Oh, Lord. 
All right, I'm going to stick to the word. I'm going to leave y'all alone. Hey, hey, let's, let's, let's go to work. Let's go to work. It says, uh, it's a quote I came across. It says, if you believe what you like in the gospel and reject what you don't like, it is not the gospel you believe, but yourself. If, if you only pick and choose and cherry pick throughout the word what you like, sir, and, and you cut out the stuff that you don't like, then it's not the gospel. It's your own recipe for life. It's, it's, it's what you, you have designed and fashioned for your own life. You're not believing the gospel, you're believing in yourself. Thus, you have made yourself your own God. Oh, God. I didn't come for that this morning. Preacher, I came for you to shout me down and to <laughs> prophesy a new house in a car and declare to me what God, amen. John chapter number 10, verse number 1. Grab your Bibles. We'll go to the Word. John chapter number 10, verse number 1. We're also going to grab Genesis. We're going to begin in Genesis, but hold your finger in John chapter number 10. Once you have those two passages of Scripture, do me a favor, stand to your feet. In honor of the reading of God's Word, it's a tradition that we hold to here at Elevate Church. If you have strength in your body, whether you have your Bible or not, if you walked into this sanctuary, then you have strength in your legs to stand in honor of God's Word. Gospel John, chapter number 10. Genesis, chapter number 3, verse number 11. When you have it, say, I got it. If you're still looking, say, I'm looking. Oh, y'all doing good. Hallelujah. <laughs> Maybe you find yourself in the third category. You're waiting for me to put it on the screen. Are you waiting for me to put it on the screen? Amen. Thank you for being honest. I appreciate you. Got an offering coming your way for your honesty. It's late on, though. You get it. Amen. Let's make our faith declaration on this morning, if we would. Today I'll be taught the word of God. My spirit is ready and my mind is sharp. I believe the word. The word is truth. It is without error. I believe what the word says. I can have what it says I can have. I can do what it says I can do. I can be what it says I can be. Make it personal. I believe what the word says about me. I am redeemed. I am the righteous of God in Christ Jesus. I am healed. No sickness nor disease shall come near my home. Say it again. No sickness nor disease shall come near my home. I'm more than a conqueror. I am rich. Wealth and riches shall be in my house. Prophesy that over your neighbor if you would. Say wealth and riches shall be in your house. Your neighbor didn't receive. Find another one. Say wealth and riches shall be in your house. Point to the four walls of this church. Say wealth and riches shall be in this house. Now shout I'm blessed to be a blessing. My house is blessed. My children are blessed. My marriage is blessed. My church is blessed. Now shout, I'm blessed. Now say amen if you would. Hallelujah. Y'all sound lovely. Hallelujah. Genesis chapter number three, verse number 11. And he said, this is God speaking. Who told you that you were naked? Ask your neighbor, who are you listening to? And he said, who told you you were naked? What conversations have you been having? Who have you been conversing with? Who you have lend your ear to? Who have you placed your heart's desires into their hand? Who you been talking to? Who did you open up your ear gate to? Did you not know that you are the guardian of your ear gate? Oh, God. And if you let your guard down, then you permit the enemy to come in. 
See, you're worried about Satan going around like a roaring lion. You're looking for the external. You're looking for the manifold presence of the enemy before you, but the enemy walks around like a lion. But he also tries to imitate God. And if you read Genesis, the voice of God have legs. So the enemy tries to imitate God and walk into your life, watch, with words. And if you don't be careful, if you leave the gate open, you let the dogs out. Who let the dogs out? Y'all left me hanging on that. And he said, who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree that I commanded you not to eat from? This is the downward spiral of man. This is the downward spiral of man. Disobedience. Watch to the word of God. Satan came in with a different word. And when man let Satan in with a different word through his ear gates, watch this, a different outcome. Tell your neighbor, guard your ear gates. Tell your other neighbor, watch who you're talking to. Tell your neighbor, evaluate who you're talking to. Okay, okay, okay. What you hear can impact what you do and watch this and who you become. What you hear can impact what you do and what you become. So I got to be careful of your words. Got to be careful of what thoughts you allow to run rampant in your mind. Because watch, you even, you'll talk yourself out of a blessing. And sometimes you'll talk yourself into a mess as well. You know, it's okay. It's just one time. Nobody's watching. But he said he loved me, and we're going to get married. Don't talk yourself into a hot man. Okay, all right. Um, question, who are you listening to? Ask your neighbor, who are you listening to? Let's go to John chapter number 10, verse number 1. Basically, I'm done in my message right after this. I'm not telling the truth, but. Verily I tell you, Pharisees, anyone who does not enter the sheep pen by the gate, (laughs) but climbs in by some other way, is a thief and a robber. The one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him, and the sheep listen. Tell your neighbor, listen, Linda. Tell your neighbor, that ain't my name. I know y'all been standing, but good God Almighty, I got to stand with y'all. Listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought them out, all his own, he goes on ahead of them, and his sheep follow him because they know his voice. But they will never follow a stranger. In fact, They will run away from him because uh, they don't recognize a stranger's voice. Jesus used this figure of speech, but the Pharisees did not understand what he was telling them. Therefore, Jesus said again, verily, very truly, I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. All who have come before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep have not listened to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. They will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that you may have life and have it to the full. I'm almost done. He says this. A stranger he'll flee from. A stranger he will flee from. Why? Because of a sound. Because of a word. He'll flee from a word. You should flee from words that are not the words that God is speaking. 
Negative people, negative conversations, flee. Amen. Run. Because right. it's not God's voice. Amen. Father, now in the name of Jesus, I thank you this morning that we're tuning in the frequency of heaven, that this morning we'll hear your voice and not another. And Father, if there's a sound in our ears, we flee. In Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. 20 minutes to do what I got to do. Hallelujah. This morning, I want to talk to you from the topic, Clear Channel. Tuned in to be transformed. Tuned in to be transformed. Now I'm probably dating myself even though we have some up-to-date, some up-to-date issues, shall I say, of the Transformers. When I was growing up, we had the Transformers and the Decepticons. It's a cartoon, Optimus Prime and Bumblebee and y'all know what I'm talking about. (laughs) And who was the other one? Megatron. Megatron. They were Decepticons. So this morning we're going to tune in because the Holy Spirit wants us to catch the frequency of heaven so that we can be connected with heaven. God said it this way. He said, it is his will that what's done on earth shall be done, and what's done in uh, heaven shall be done on earth. And in order to know what heaven is doing, you have to be connected with heaven so what happens in heaven can be done on earth. But if you're not tuned into the right frequency, because, you know, you could be on the channel but be on the wrong channel. Amen. And it'll look like the channel you're supposed to be on, but it's all the wrong channel. So now you'll find yourself trying to do what you hear, but you're not getting the outcomes that you're looking for. Because what you're listening to is the wrong frequency. And you're getting instructions and advice from the wrong channel. Somebody tell your neighbor, change the channel. Because transformation only comes, catch it, beloved, by the word of God, by the voice of God. So if you're wondering why nothing is changing in your life, it's because you're on the wrong channel. Tell your neighbor, change the channel. We're about to tune in on today. We got to tune in because in this season, it's very vital for us to hear from heaven. And I think you would agree with that, that you need to hear from heaven. It's it's okay to have advisory and uh, those who counsel you and all of that, but I need to hear from heaven in this season. I need to know what God has to say for my life. So let's go to work. John chapter number 10, we're going to stay there for a second. And it says this, it says in verse number 22, then came the festival of dedication at Jerusalem, the dedication of the temple, Solomon's temple, that they celebrate on an annual basis. And it was winter. And Jesus was in the temple courts walking in Solomon's colonnade. And the Jews who were there gathered around him saying, how long will you keep us in suspense? If you are the Messiah, tell us plainly. Now, these were Jews. They were believers. They believed the word. But they couldn't believe that Jesus was the one that God sent. You know, there are some orthodox Jews even today that don't believe that the coming of Christ came, they're still waiting, watch this, on the first advent, the first coming of Christ. But the churches of God is waiting on the second advent, the second coming. But they didn't believe that Jesus was the Messiah. It wasn't the Romans who killed Jesus, it was the Jews. They were the ones who offered him up to be crucified. Matter of fact, Pontius Pilate said, why are you bringing me in your mess? (laughs) Y'all go and do something with him. Why why don't y'all do something? They said, well, we don't have the law. We don't have the power to do that, so you do it. It was the Jews who brought Jesus to him. Oh, God. Y'all ain't going to like me this morning. It was the church that crucified him. And how often we crucify Jesus in our everyday life? Y'all ain't saying nothing up in here. And, And... It is us still to this day in suspense. Are you truly the Messiah? Yeah, a lot of church folks still struggle with the reality of who Christ is. 
Amen. I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to your neighbor. Amen. How long will you keep us in suspense? If you are the Messiah, then tell us plainly. Don't talk to us in parables. Give it to us straight. Keep it 100. Jesus answered and said, did I tell you, but you did not believe? The works I do in my Father's name testify about me, but you do not believe because you are not my sheep. Can I tell you something about sheep? Sheep are dumb. <laughs> you know, it's amazing, though. God liking us to sheep. I don't mean to offend nobody, but it's the word doing it, not me. But he likens you to a sheep. He likens you and I to sheep. Sheep are dumb. Sheep are so dumb that they don't even have a navigational system. That's why they need a shepherd. Sheep are so dumb that, watch this, they can't even drink from running water. That's why God had to lead them by still waters. Because sheep are so dumb that when they stick their head into the water, they have no barometer to know how far to go. So they would stick their whole head in the water and drown. Somebody shout, that's dumb. Sheep are so dumb that some, if one sheep fall off a mountaintop, the rest of them fall, follow right behind him. Somebody shout, sheep are dumb. And he likened us to sheep. That's why he says we need a shepherd. That's why we got to make sure that we hear his voice so we can be led by his voice because there's another voice that wants to lead you astray, to lead you into calamity and chaos. That's why you got to make sure you're listening to the voice of God because it is the voice of God that will lead you. Watch this. It is the steps of the righteous that are ordered of the Lord. He wants to order your steps to bring you to an expected end. Not an end of destruction. But because you're not my sheep, my sheep listen to my voice. Oh, God. That is an ugly cuss word. They listen to my voice. You know, there's a difference between listening and hearing. You you hear with your, uh, your ears, but you listen with your body. I see some of y'all didn't catch that. Because you hear sounds with your ear. And some of y'all hear pretty well. You got them Obama ears. Amen. (laughs) But you hear the sounds, but God doesn't want you just to be a hearer of the word. So when you hear the word, you must also listen. And listen is the response to what you have heard. So you hear with your ears, but listen with your body. That means there's action. There's There's obedience to what you heard. There's manifestation to the movement of the word that you heard. That's listening. Are you trekking with me so far? You know, come on, parents. I've used this example before. You know, your kids, you tell your kids, hey, I need you to take out the trash. Five minutes later, they hadn't taken out the trash. And you say, didn't I tell you to take out the trash? I heard you. Yes, you heard me, but you weren't listening. Because if you were listening, your body would have responded. (laughs) And that's what God says. He says, my people should listen to my word. In other words, when the word speaks, you listen. You ain't here now hearing the word. Oh, that's good, preacher. Oh, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. But when you're listening to the word, your body responds. You're hearing the word. But when you listen to the word, there should be an unction in your spirit that provokes you to. Oh, God, I hear you. Oh, you want me to bless? Oh, you want me to. God, you want me to say you want me to do? That should be a response. That's listening. Somebody shout, that's listening. Ask your neighbor, are you listening to the word? He says that my sheep listen to my voice. He didn't say hear my voice, but listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. 
My sheep listen to my voice. My sheep are obedient to my voice. And because of their obedience, I know them. So hear this. I want to submit this to you. It's going to be tough. It's a pill. You're going to have to swallow. But if you're only hearing God's voice and not listening to God's voice, you know him, but he don't know you. (laughs) My sheep listen to my voice. I know them. Why? I know them by their obedience. He said, if you love me, then you will keep my commandments. You will obey my commandments. I know you by your obedience. If you're disobedient, I don't know you. You're just a parakeet. You know my word, but you don't know me. And they follow me. The word is as powerful as you believe in it. The word is as powerful as you believe in it. So if you don't believe in it, there is no power. I mean, this is a book just like any other book. But it's your faith and belief in this book that brings power to it. Ask your neighbor, do you believe? So here it is. The four Gospels. The Synoptic Gospels gives details and an event. I have nine minutes. It gives details and event. It's called the Mount of Transfiguration. And it's in the Synoptic Gospels that we see pretty much all of these four Gospels give the same details, which is kind of ironic because mostly in the Gospels, it's different perspectives from different views. So when you see the Synoptic Gospels, it's it's written in a way where it's written from different writers from different perspectives. They're all seeing the same thing, but from a different light. It's just like all of us in this room seated at different places. Y'all have a different perspective of what you're looking at. Sister Katrina on the back row has a perspective from her right. My left, you uh, on this side have a different perspective from my left, your right, so y'all seeing something different. She sees my right shoulder, y'all see my left shoulder, but I'm the same person. She don't see my crown and my brooch, but you do. That's how the synoptic gospels are written. So that's why people try to challenge the word of God because they're like, oh, it, it don't sound the same. It's got to be error because one writes it this way and another one writes it uh, another way. But they're looking at the same thing from different perspectives. But the synoptic gospels in this particular text is written similar. They're saying pretty much closely to the same thing. The Mount of Transfiguration. So we're going to talk real briefly about the clear channel because we've got to be transformed. In the Gospel of Luke, it says, about eight days after Jesus said this, he took Peter, John, and James with him, and he went up into the mountain to pray. It's amazing. Jesus was always praying. And we have a tough time praying. That was his, his go-to, was prayer. We have first food prayer every first Saturday of the month. And probably, I ain't going to. He was praying, and the appearance of his face changed, and his clothes became as bright as a flash of lightning. And two men, Moses and Elijah, appeared in glorious splendor, talking with Jesus. And they spoke about his departure, which he was about to bring to fulfillment at Jerusalem. Peter and his companions were very sleepy, but when they became fully awake, ask your neighbor, are you awake? You know, we got a culture today that's proclaiming this, a woke culture. <laughs> I'm woke. <laughs> you ain't woke. You're still sleeping. <laughs> I'm so woke. Amen. And when they came fully awake, they saw his glory and the two men standing with him. I'll give you some principles here in a second. As the men were leaving Jesus, Peter said to him, Master, it is good for us to be here. Let us put up three shelters One translation says a monument, one for you and one for Moses and one for Elijah. 
He did not know what he was saying. Oh, God, some of y'all need to just be quiet. Tell your neighbor, just be quiet. (laughs) They get offended, find another seat. Don't let your mouth talk you out of what God is doing. Don't let your mouth talk you out what God is doing. While he was speaking, a cloud appeared and covered them, and they were afraid as they entered the cloud. My God, I didn't see that earlier. They had to go in. Tell your neighbor, you have to go in. So when God shows up, you got to go in. Oh, God, I felt you on that. It's not enough for God to just show up, but you got to go in. The cloud showed up, and they just didn't stand there watching the cloud. They entered in. Oh, God, y'all ain't ready for me this morning. And a voice came from the cloud saying, this is my son who I'm, I have chosen. Watch this again. Listen to him. Tell your neighbor, listen to him. And when the voice had spoken, they found that Jesus was alone. The disciples kept kept this to themselves and did not tell anyone at the time what they had seen. Watch. Completely change of appearance. He was transfigured and he was completely changed in his appearance. Now, here it is. Jesus did a lot of miracles at this point, but every miracle that he did, it was done based on somebody else's need. It was focused on what they were going through. This is the one time and the one time only we see Jesus miraculously himself produce a miracle. (laughs) He himself becomes a miracle. He's transformed right before their very eyes. Every other miracle was centralized around others, but this one points directly and only to Jesus. Oh, God. See, this is what gives Christianity its power because we believe in a risen God incarnated in flesh. Many would say Jesus was just a prophet. He was just a good man that God chose to use in the earth realm. But this account right here proves the divinity of God. Not just the miracle signs and wonders, because watch this. Miracle signs and wonders follow them that believe. So watch, beloved. You are capable and able able to perform miracle signs and wonders. Matter of fact, you should be. Because miracle signs and wonders follow them that believe. Do I have any believers in the house today? Look over your shoulder just for a second, because over your shoulder is miracle signs and wonders, because they follow you everywhere you go. And watch, I'll mess you up, because miracle signs and wonders are not for believers, they're for unbelievers. It's the unbeliever that desires a miracle. But for us, we shouldn't desire miracles, they follow us. We already got them. (laughs) why should I desire something I already have? Why do I need a side piece when I got a dime piece? Why should I desire something I already, I got miracles and signs, they follow me. So this one miracle has transformed completely right before their very eye. Transformation takes place. Right before their eyes. It is at this place heaven kisses earth. It's at this place truly a miracle happens because before their very eyes, a man who has been dead for over 400 years shows up on the scene, Moses. Another man, another 600 years, Elijah shows up on the scene. A miracle. Heaven touches earth right here at this moment. Miracle made manifest. Heaven kisses earth. Moses, the lawgiver. Elijah, the prophet. Jesus and Matthew, it says that I have come to fulfill the law and the prophets. 
So we see at this moment the manifestation of the purpose of Christ coming. One, to fulfill the law. Two, to fulfill what the prophet said. In this one moment, Jesus solidifies who he is. I am the God in flesh. I am the one that God has sent here in the earth. I've come to fulfill the law, which you could not do in your flesh. And I come to fulfill what the prophet said was to come. They said I was coming and here I am. In this one moment. Hey, God. I feel like preaching. Transformation. Transfiguration. Complete. Change of appearance. Complete change. That's why we got to dial in and tune in because God wants to transform us. He wants to transform us. Nick, I lost connection back there. Keep me, lock me in. Amen. It's coming. Bring me to my next slide. Nick, did you transform back there? Thank you. (laughs) Number one point, and I'm done, got five minutes. Transformation is miraculous. Transformation is miraculous. Write that down. Transformation is miraculous. But you can't be transformed if you keep transferring. (laughs) Three people, (laughs) they hit y'all in your belly, huh? I don't like what the preacher said. I'm finding a new church. Oh, they offended me. I'm going to find another place. Oh, they didn't speak to me. I'm going somewhere else. Oh, that's all they talk about is where I'm going somewhere else. You cannot be transformed if you keep transferring from pillar to post. If you don't sit down and plant yourself, any plant that is uprooted will eventually die. If you don't find a place where you can ground in and be settled in, eventually you'll be like a leaf blowing to and fro, tossed in the wind with every kind of wind of doctrine, and you'll find yourself so confused you won't even know who am I and what am I here for. You cannot be transformed if you keep transferring from one place to the next. Tell your neighbor, settle down. Be bold in advance. Tell your neighbor, settle here. <laughs> um, elevate. Tell your neighbor. Did y'all catch that? Yeah. Amen. Oh, God, I'm almost done. Take me again to the next. Uh, I don't know. This ain't working. Next slide, please. Uh, transformation is where earth and heaven meet. So transfer, uh, transfiguration for God to transform you you got to be where heaven and earth meets. It is at that point where your earthly body is sacrificed for kingdom gain. I'll say that again because y'all missed it. It's at that point that your earthly body becomes a sacrifice for kingdom gain, for kingdom glory. Uh, okay, so that's where you put your flesh to the side. That, that's, that's where you, you die to your flesh. Because when heaven and earth connect, there is death. Because in order for you to make it to heaven, you got to die. Everybody want to go to heaven, but nobody wants to die. But, but, but here's the thing that's in the by and by. But for you to live the life that God calls you to live, you got to die now in order to gain eternal heaven later. <laughs> Tell your neighbor, it's time to die. Oh, God. Strike that from the record. They're going to think I'm talking about mass suicide. I'm not Jim Jones. But there has to be a spiritual death that takes place. You got to die to your flesh. And the moment you do that, heaven can now meet you. Because now it's not about you. It's all about him. It's not about what you want. It's not about what you're going through. It's not about what you have, don't have. It's not about who like you, don't like you. It ain't about even, it ain't even about the haters. It's all about him. Matter of fact, I, I celebrate my haters. I, I, pay, I pray bold prayers. I say, God, multiply my haters. Y'all quiet. Y'all ain't ready for a prayer like that. Lord, give me more haters. 
Give me more haters. You know why I need more haters? That's a bigger crowd when he prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemy. Lord, multiply my haters because I need more watchers. I need more people who can testify to the glory of God. I need more people before me can see what God is doing in my life. God, go ahead and multiply the haters because I pray for my enemy. And my hopes is that my prayers will manifest salvation. So send the haters on. But you only get to that place if you tune into a clear channel so you can be transformed. (laughs) Somebody shout transforming. Matthew chapter number five, it says, think not that I come to destroy the law or the prophets. I am not come to destroy, but to fulfill. The next point, last point is transformation is instructive, instructive. He says, this is my son. Listen to him. God is giving you an instruction. Can I say it to you this way? Before God ever does anything in your life and manifests miracles in your life, he will always first give you an instruction. God will never do nothing in your life without him first instructing you. (laughs) This is instructive transformation. He says in order for you to be transformed, you got to listen to my son. In order for a miracle to manifest in your life, you have to heed to the instructions. Watch this. Your salvation came from the instruction. Confess with your mouth and believe in your heart. An instruction. Your salvation came from you being obedient to the instruction. You want provision in your life? Follow instructions. You want a healing in your life? Follow the instruction. Take up your mat and walk in instruction. Go wash yourself in a po- instruction. Everything God's going to do in your life comes from instruction. Your transformation in this moment comes from an instruction. Somebody shall instruct me. It is not the obstacles before you that trip you up. It's the things behind you that has taken your focus from what's in front of you. See, it's your past that's holding you. And if you want to be transformed, don't look at the old you. (laughs) Oh, leave that up to your neighbor to look at the old you. Leave that up to your haters to point out the old you and how you used to be and how you used to do, how you used to lie and steal, how you used to fornicate and drink and get high. Let the neighbor say that of you. Because the moment you look back at that, you get tripped up with what's in front of you. True transformation is not looking back. It's moving forward. And the only way you can move forward in him is to be tuned into the frequency of heaven because the steps of the righteous are ordered. So even when you walk in this world and I'm closing blindly, he's ordering your steps. Even when you're walking in the darkness, he's ordering your steps because I've been transformed. I'm no longer in darkness. I'm in light. He's walking with me and in me. I'm done. If you would bow your heads. I believe there's transformation taking place now, even now. There are some of you today, you came in here one way, but you're going to leave out another. There's some of you still trying to hold on to the old you when he has transformed you into a new you. Old things have passed away. Behold, beloved, all things become new. Yes, there are new things, but you're holding on to old stuff, old mindsets. Old ideologies, old perceptions of yourself. I don't care if you're young or old. I don't care if you're from zero to 50 to 80 to 90. God is looking to transform you. 
thing about transformation is, is that when God transforms you, once he does it, it's settled. It is a caterpillar going through metamorphosis. He's a beautiful butterfly, never to be a caterpillar again. <laughs> that is the picture of transformation of God and what he wants to do in your life today. He wants to transform you, but you got to tune in. I'm going to pray, and after I pray, I'm going to ask you to make a decision. This decision is a transformative decision. It's going to change your life forever. Let me pray and then you ponder upon this invitation so that you can make a decision. Father, now in the name that is above every name. Father, now I declare and decree that this is the potter's will and every lump of clay in this place will be transformed, molded, and fashioned into something that is useful and purposeful in your sight. That you would take the marred clay, God, in your hand and you would transform it into something beautiful. You would take their brokenness, God, and build something beautiful. So, Father, now, I ask, God, by your spirit, as you begin to move upon their hearts, but none come lest the Spirit of God draws them. Let that be a great drawing in this place on this day. Let them search their hearts. Let them hear from heaven. Let them not hear the, the voice of pride and ego that I got it all together, that, that everything is right with me, and that they will silence that voice and they would allow your Spirit to search their hearts. Prick their hearts now. We break the spirit of pride and egoism now in the name of Jesus. And Father, we declare in this place open hearts and minds to receive in Jesus' name. If you're here today in the pardon of your sins, having accepted Christ in the pardon of your sins, your ears are open to hear what heaven has to say. Second plea is for you. Third plea is for those who have been disconnected from the body. You're disconnected. You're a member of the body, but you're disconnected. You're not planted. You're not rooted. You're not established. You've been transferring from pillar to post. Today, God's connecting you. I speak unto your hearts and your spirits now in Jesus' name. If that's you, one of the three, either of the three, just simply slip your hand in the air. God is transforming you now. Do it now. I, saints are praying. Accepting Christ as your Lord and Savior, backslidden, getting it right with the Father today. If that's you, slip your hand in the air. Thank you, Father. God, we bless you. God, we thank you. God, we give you praise. You don't have a church home, but God called you to this place to connect. That's you today. Lift your hand in the air. Thank you, Father. God, we praise you. God, we give you glory. And God, we give you praise. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. And amen. Come on, clap your hands and give God some glory in this place. Hallelujah. For our online guests, if that's you as well, amen, just hashtag transformed in the box below on Facebook. If you're on YouTube, put in the comment box to the right, transformed. And if you're looking for a church home or just need prayer, you can give us a call at 225 Amen. 0706. If you're standing in need of prayer, just leave us an email at prayer at elevatechurchbr.com. For those of you online, if you want to be a part of what God is doing here at Elevate Church, you also can text the word JOIN to 225-361-2016. Can we stand to our feet as we close out in prayer? Amen. Thank you for being here with us on this morning. Amen. We thank God that you have chosen Elevate Church as a place of worship. If you're here for the first, second, or reoccurring times, I would love to shake your hand, meet you, and greet you. I would ask, is it still ready? Amen. We're going out the front door? Amen. You can exit out the front door. I would love to meet you in the foyer. And Sister Shandrika, I will close you out in prayer and worship. Amen. 
Hallelujah. Father God, we thank you for this time, Lord God. We thank you for everything that you've said and done in this in this atmosphere, Lord God. We thank you for your presence that is always covering us. So right now, Lord God, we pray that when we go out, Lord God, that you give us opportunities to share, Lord God, the gospel of Jesus, to share, Lord God, what you've done in our lives as our testimony, Lord God, will bring people closer to you. Father God, we give you glory, honor, and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Oh, oh God, we desire, we desire more of you, God. Oh, holy fire, come burn within your holy fire, come burn within. We want more of you, God. Holy fire, come burn within. We welcome you in, oh God. Holy fire, come burn within. Oh, oh Lord, it's our desire to receive your holy fire so holy fire come burn within it's our desire to receive your fire so holy fire come burn within so holy fire come burn within so holy fire come burn within we're open for more of you God holy fire come burn within Holy fire, come burn with me. 